0: Hi and welcome to the Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? I'm Rosha. And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Boovie Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Boovie Girls to get access to all of our bonus content. And this week, we are starting part one of our three-part Lord of the Rings series, starting with, obviously, book one, The Fellowship of the Ring.
1: Well, and I told you I was frustrated because I was trying to find a, to a listen to the book. Yes. And I was like, why does no one have Lord of the Rings? Everyone has this fellowship of the rings. And I was like, I, could, I don't know. Like, I don't know why, because I know Harry Potter was harry potter and the Sorcerer's stone right so i finally i finally figured it out uh-huh. <laughs> um, but i have titled this one my precious
0: oh yes yes <laughs> um, so the book was originally published july 29th 1954 and it's written by j.r.r tolkien and for those who may not know j.r.r stands for john ronald rule Tolkien. He sounds like a Harry Potter character. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I mean, actually, he probably was. We just didn't know right. about it. <laughs> well, um, and we bought
1: specialty copies of these. Yes, we did. They're literally huge. We both have different versions that we are do. all three books in one. Yes.
0: We'll talk more about it a little yeah, later. Yeah, they're
1: giant. They're huge.
0: <laughs> um, so book one has a 4.6 out of 5 on Goodreads. And the first edition of the book um, was 423 pages.
1: Yikes. The movie came out in 2001. So I was a... In eighth grade, when the first one came out. I would have been... this Are you sure? 2001, because that's when my brother
0: graduated high school. So that would I, I would have been in fifth, sixth grade? Yeah. No, you're four years older than me, aren't you? Uh, well, I am almost 35. Yeah. Oh, no, you're three years older than me. Okay, yeah. so maybe like fifth or sixth yeah.
1: grade. Okay, that makes <laughs> sense. Um, and it's a PG movie, um, action-adventure drama, and it's two hours... 58 minutes long. But I mean, there's like 15 minutes of credits on both ends. Um It's directed by Peter Jackson, who actually did all three Lord of the Rings and all three Hobbits, mm. um, which is interesting because, you know, with Harry Potter, there was a few different. Right. Di- I hate to keep already starting to compare that to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, but the, I was kind of surprised at that because yeah. you see a lot of times these series that they switch directors. Um he also just he also um directed that new Beatles documentary that just oh, came yeah. out uh, The Beatles Get Back mm-hmm. which I heard is really good too. Interesting.
0: So. Well yeah, I think you know for consistency's sake it's always nice when the director is the same mm-hmm. across the board because You know, you get the same look and feel. You you know, there is not a lot of like contrast where you are like, wait a minute, why does like this look different now? Right, like because
1: that did happen in the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, one hundred. You could definitely tell when the director changed
0: for sure. Um, So, the IMDb synopsis reads: A meek Hobbit from the Shire and eight companions set out on a journey to destroy the powerful One Ring and save Middle Earth from the Dark Lord Sauron. Had you seen these before? Yes. I've seen the movie. I had seen the movies. Mm -hmm. Um, Funny enough, uh, when I went to go see the third movie, by that point I was like fully invested in the series, right? And I'm sitting in the theater. I think I went with my, my uncle and aunt And, like, two seats next to me, this guy just falls asleep. Oh, no. He proceeds the entire movie to just snore. Oh, I would have have complained. I'm like, one, how are you asleep during this movie? (laughs) This movie is so interesting, right? And, two, like, that's just rude. Like, you don't go to a movie just to fall asleep. Like, anyway. Um, But, yes, I've seen the movies. I had never read the books, so... Um, so some interesting facts, like I mentioned, this is the first installment of a three-part series. So the Fellowship of the Ring, two, the Two Towers, and then the Return of the King culminate to be the Lord of the Rings, yes. which is why you couldn't find yes. <laughs> the book on, uh, on... Actually, so you mentioned how our books have all three books mm-hmm. in one, right? It was actually Tolkien's like plan or his vision to, to release these as one giant book. Mm-hmm. But the... Um, the publishers decided to split it up into the three books i think
1: that's smart
0: well it- It's hard because, like, yeah, it's a really big book when you put all three together, but they all go together. It all, like, intertwines together, and we'll talk about that, you know, as we go through them, but, like, I get why his vision was to keep them all together. Mm -hmm. Um, So in The Fellowship of the Ring, um, there's technically two books of the six books that he meant to have. If you look in your book, it's like book one is titled this, Mm -hmm. book two is titled this. So of the two that are in there, um, there were two titles that he was, like, debating between it was the first journey or the ring sets out. And then between the, for the second book, it was the journey of the nine companions or the ring goes south. In the end, the two that won was the first journey and then the journey of the nine companions. Uh, uh, But the other two titles that he wanted to use ended up being used for the millennium edition of the book when it was released. Um, The title the fellowship of the ring obviously is speaks to the nine companions, the nine that, you know, take this journey. Um, which was in opposition of the nine black writers that go after the ring. And that's the whole premise of the the books, right? Um, The Fellowship obviously uh, represents um, the nine that we'll talk about, but um, the the peoples that they represent are the free free people of the West, the elves, the dwarves, regular men, hobbits, and then they were all assisted by the wizard Gandalf, obviously. Um, And then just so for reference, obviously we're not covering the hobbit, but in case you didn't know, the hobbit, does pre, what is the word, pre... It's so the prequel. It, yes, but it, d- it did come out first. Yeah. So the movies came out after, but the book does did come out first. So Hobbit came out in 1937. Okay. And then book one came out in 1954. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder why that is. The movies is. didn't come yeah. out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if, like, maybe his... Maybe The Lord of the Rings was more popular, so they went... With making those movies first, yeah. Um, but yeah, from a from a timing perspective, because I didn't know this, but mm. from from a timing perspective in the books, The Hobbit does come out first, yeah, which makes sense. And actually, I don't know if it's in your version, but in mine, there is a like prologue or like forward uh-huh. to, that talks about The Hobbit, yes, and like explains a little bit about what came before.
1: But the Hobbit book is
0: tiny. It is. It and is they not stretched very... it to three movies, which right. is interesting. And I think I read somewhere that um, they did that because there was like a lack of communication and like planning when it came to making the Hobbit movie, <laughs> Yeah, that they just had to split it. Yeah. Like, they couldn't figure out what to put in, what to take out, all this yeah, other stuff. So, that's interesting. Yeah. So those are my fun facts. <laughs> so
1: the movie has a 95% on Rotten wow. Tomatoes, which is one of our highest scores that we've seen. Yeah. Um, the budget was only $93 million, and it has worldwide gross as of right now, 800 and 97 million dollars
0: that is incredible it's a lot
1: (laughs) a lot of money uh it did win four oscars it was nominated for 13 um but it won in cinematography makeup original score and effects it was up for the big ones like best picture director um some of the actors were nominated but they they didn't take home any of the the big ones i mean cinematography is pretty big yeah but like those
0: make sense, like makeup and effects right. and stuff totally yeah. makes sense.
1: Um, so it was um, filmed in New Zealand, mm. um, which is beautiful. Uh, it's funny enough, though, I don't know how you could do this, but all three movies were filmed at the same
0: time. Interesting.
1: So it went back to back to back. It They filmed for 274 days across 16 months. Wow. Um, and...
0: It's crazy that like, you don't hear about that. Well, and I think that works to their benefit because the books are in, you know, they're, there's no stopping point right. in between them. So they didn't really want anyone to age probably. Yeah by Doing that, that's yeah, smart, yeah. So, Hobbiton, or <laughs> where all the Hobbits yes. live,
1: uh, they actually made that a whole year before they even started filming because cool. they wanted it to look overgrown. Uh, they, wa- they want to use real vegetable patches and just really make it look like someone has lived there for years. I love that, which is really cool. And I thought it was a good effect. With oh,
0: it. 100%. I would live in Hobbiton, yeah. <laughs> I'm short enough. Yeah, I I think
1: you are. (laughs) Um, So the hobbits obviously needed to look smaller than a Mm. lot of other people. Um, And we actually just covered this in Elf, how they used, you know, basically the perspective yeah. um, uh, angle on this instead of doing the CGI stuff. So they did that for pretty much all of this filming and okay. just the placement of how everybody is. I still don't know how it
0: works. But that's but... genius because that's such... You don't have to spend a lot of money to mm-hmm. do that, right? You just have to be creative with the way you angle the camera. Yeah,
1: I mean, and they did... I think they, for The Hobbits, they did choose people who were on the shorter side sure. anyway. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I just... I still don't understand how it works, but it works. (laughs) (laughs) So eight of the nine members of the fellowship ended up getting a small tattoo with the word nine spelled out in... um, the Elfish language. Mm-hmm. Uh, all but one. Uh, the guy who plays the dwarf did not get it. But he, he sent his stunt double to go do it for him. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so nine of them did, but it wasn't the actual actor who did That's it. That's so funny. So, uh, the costume designer um, ended up using 40 seamstress working for her and created 19,000 costumes. Wow crazy. And along the same lines, there were 1600 pairs of latex ears and feet um, (laughs) that were used during the shooting. And they actually ended up cooking them afterwards, um, because they didn't want or shredding them afterwards because they didn't want people to um, s- sell them on yeah. the black market. <laughs> when you said
0: cooking, I was like, yeah. did they make stew? Like, <laughs>
1: yeah. um, oh, sorry. Because they said they um, each one of the, the feet and the ears were all cooked in a special oven that ran 24-7 throughout the week wow. um, to make all of these. But they said by the time they were done filming every day they were all so worn yeah. that they had to make new ones sense. every single day, which I thought was funny. So for the cast, we'll kind of do it how we did Harry Potter. We won't go through the entire cast because it's fair. massive. So I went with the Hobbits okay. this time. Um, and then two others that from this movie, I wasn't sure we're going to be coming back. Fair. But after doing research of what movies they're in, <laughs> they are coming back, but we'll figure that <laughs> part out. Uh, so we'll start with Bilbo. Bilbo is... Um, the guy who had the ring, mm-hmm. basically, um, before this all started, I guess, through The Hobbit. I haven't read The Hobbit. Yes. Um, that,
0: that's who The Hobbit is about, is yes. Bilbo Baggins.
1: Um, is played by Ian Holm. Um, he was in the TV show The Borrowers, which was also made into a movie. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen it? It's basically about, like, little people who live in your house and steal things and oh, borrow things. Okay. Um, there was a movie, but he wasn't in the movie. Um, he is in uh, two of The Hobbit movies. Uh, but not in As older Bilbo, yes, right? That's okay. correct. Um, but he did die in 2020 um, at the age of 88 um, from Parkinson's. Oh, wow. I didn't know so, that. That's very sad. sad. Just lost him so frodo who is the most obnoxious hobbit in the world
0: <laughs> literally probably one of the most um, obnoxious characters ever right but is bilbo's <laughs> nephew yes
1: yes bilbo's nephew um who basically becomes the new ring bearer and is the whole story is about right um it's played by elijah wood and elijah wood is one of those people you're like oh yeah obviously i know him he's been in a million things i literally have barely under, I didn't know any of these movies. That's because that you just in. know him from Lord of the Rings. Right. Um, He was a voice as one of the penguins in Happy Feet. Um, he was in The Faculty, Deep I- Impact, and he is in The Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, But yeah, it's just kind of funny because I guess this
0: is his claim to fame. That, that's the thing. He will forever be known as Frodo, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I hate to do this where... We're going to have to do it, but like c- comparison to Harry Potter, like... I also don't like Harry. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know if it's meant for these, like, main characters to be unlikable or it's just, like, they're so whiny and so needy that they just become unlikable. But it's always, like, the sidekicks and, like, the Mm -hmm. other people that really shine, in my opinion, in these these series. (laughs) Yeah. So,
1: I mean, Elijah Wood. I don't know if it's just the character or if it was him. There was some facial expressions that I really did not enjoy of his, (laughs) um, but I don't know. It is what it
0: is at this point. Well, and, like, having watched the movies before reading the books, like, you can't not picture him as Frodo as you're reading. So, Mm -hmm. like, he was just as annoying in the book, too. And I'm sure if I didn't know it was him, it would have been less annoying. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Well, let's move on to someone that we love. Yes. Samwise Gamgee. Uh. um, Played by Sean Astin. Uh, It's funny, because when I was watching this, I was like, Samwise? And I was like, wasn't, like the chubby sidekick in um, Game of Thrones, also Sam. And it was. It was Sam Altarly. (laughs) Yes, you're right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, obviously we know Sean Astin from The Goonies, Rudy. He was in Stranger Things. He was Bob in Stranger Things. Um, And he also, he does a lot of voice work. um, And I have to give a shout out because... My nephew loves Captain Underpants and he plays a lot of the voices <laughs> in Captain Underpants. That's so, great. Um I think he's great. I think he has done a phenomenal phenomenal a phenomenal job in his career to not get pigeonholed when he could be pigeonholed. 100%. We all know him as Rudy and from the Goonies, but he's done a lot of
0: different things. Well, I one one um One part that always stands out for me with him. uh, Have you seen Fifty First Dates? Yes. So he plays Drew Barrymore's brother. (laughs) He is is hilarious in that movie. Um, But like, yeah, he. It just shows that he has range, right? Mm -hmm. He doesn't, to your point, he doesn't get pigeonholed into this like character. But let's not um, disregard the fact that he is an incredible Samwise. Yes, and he is the best partner in crime right. second in command like mr just, frodo i mean obviously you know me i love ron yeah. weasley like mm-hmm. he will forever be my my right. guy obviously. but like sam wise man like he's up there yeah he's so <laughs> when loyal you, when you're in like peril you want mm-hmm. sam wise with you absolutely <laughs> um
1: another one of the hobbits that follow along is pippin mm-hmm. <laughs> pippin and mary are kind of like Tweedledee and tweedle literally um, like um, dumb and dumber story, yep uh so pippin <laughs> is played by billy boyd um Let me see if you've heard of any of these films that he has ever been in Um, Seed of Chucky.
0: I've heard of that. Okay. I've
1: watched it. Um, Pimp. Nope. (laughs) Um, Space (laughs) Milkshake. No, but that sounds
0: interesting. And
1: Stoner Express.
0: Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> so he
1: did not go on to do um, bigger and better things. Um, he, I think he peaked at Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he's um, a very
0: cute Hobbit, though.
1: He is. I kind of like am surprised that he didn't go on to do other things. Yeah. But who knows? He's still making money somehow. Yeah. Um, but he's cute. He did. He was. He's fine. Did what he he's did. He's actually
0: funny. Like there's um, scenes in the book where he like. He just says dumb things. Yeah, and, like he's just what that typical guy that like doesn't think before he talks. And right. And you're like, oh, Pippin. <laughs> right. Like-
1: <laughs> <laughs> and when Pippin is his nickname, I can't yeah. remember what the full name I don't is. Know. I appreciate that they give these guys nicknames. Nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but
0: but yeah, we say Samwise. Samwise,
1: <laughs> because it's fun to say. Yeah. Samwise Gamgee. Uh, next one is Mary. M um, E R R Y, yes. Like Merry Christmas. Um, <laughs> is played by Dominic uh, Monaghan. 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 And <laughs> uh he was in Lost. He was Charlie and Lost, He was one of my favorite yes. characters. And then um, he was in The Rise of Skywalker, and he's actually uh, a voice in the new Call of Duty video game, Vanguard, oh, okay. which I'm sure I've heard his voice a million times because yeah. Ray plays that all the time. So.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about Lost. I haven't shall finished we? it. No, let's No, move on. that's not what I want to talk about. Um, to your point, yes, Charlie is a lovable character. He's probably one of the most well known out of that uh, show. Yeah. And that show didn't start long after this movie came yeah. out, right? So, like, again, back to talking about, you know, not being pigeonholed, like, it's hard. We, we've talked about this um, with, uh, I always forget her name, the woman who plays Moira. What is her name? What is her actual name? Who? The woman who plays Moira. Oh, uh, Catherine O'Hara. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, which one? Like, do you remember right. her from Home Alone or whatever? Yeah. Like, this is that for me. Like, he, I think... He's more Charlie for me than he is Mary. Yeah. But when I see this, I like have this nostalgic feeling of yeah. like, oh, Mary. I but know. yeah, I love Dominic Monaghan. I think he's great. And I, I hope he doesn't stop doing stuff because yeah. I like watching him. They
1: remind me of like the um, <laughs> with, like the Neville and like kind of the comedic
0: relief. <laughs> Neville and Seamus. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: So, um, okay. So I wanted to talk about this next character because if you're just watching the first movie and you're just reading the first book... You don't know if he's coming back. So I have to talk about Gandalf. Yeah. Uh, played by Sir Ivan uh, McKellen. <sighs> Love him. Um, so I did find out when I was doing my research, um, he is in all three Lord of the Rings um, <laughs> yes. and he is in all three of the Hobbit movies. <laughs> um, he's also in the Da Vinci Code and some of the X-Men movies. So he is very well known. Um, he was nominated for an Oscar for this role. Um, so, cause I, I mean, we'll get to this point where the reason why I didn't think he comes back and I was mm-hmm. very upset um, about it. Cause... You were upset that he wasn't coming
0: back or that he did come back. <laughs>
1: More so because I was like, I've been hearing about this man for a very long time, and you cannot tell me that he is only in half of the first movie. <laughs> like, there's no way. Like, I was very upset. Um, uh, When he was actually approached to do this role, um, he was like, I've never read these books. I'm not sure. Blah, blah, blah. But Peter Jackson was so passionate about it and his enthusiasm for the project ended up winning him over. So he decided to do it.
0: Well, and like, I'm pretty sure I've said this to you before, but like, obviously we know that after Harry Potter 1 and 2, the the man who played Mm -hmm. um, Dumbledore passed away and they brought a new person in. I always like wished and hoped that it would be Ian McKellen because yeah. he'd just be so perfect for it. But unfortunately, when you're in such another like rage, right. you know, um, as a wizard,
1: <laughs> as a wizard,
0: right, in another series, like it's hard. But I love Ian yeah. McKellen. I think he's a perfect Gandalf. Um, I love him in the X Men movies mm-hmm. as Magneto. I think he is like, it's so nice to see him in like a darker role because yeah. in Gandalf, or as Gandalf, he's such a like, likeable character right. and he's so lovable. And in X Men, he's totally not that. Yeah. So I think he's Incredible, and I will watch anything he's in. (laughs) Iconic. (laughs)
1: All right, and the last character for this episode um, Boromir Mm -hmm. um, is played by Sean Bean, who, another one. didn't think he was coming back after this movie. After doing research, find out he is in the next two Lord of the Rings. I'm not sure how, right? Um, because he did not seem like he was coming back, but wow. evidently he he figures it out. And honestly, but. it's
0: been so long, I don't even remember how yeah. he comes back.
1: So, um, but we know him, or I know him as Ned Stark. Mm-hmm. Um, from Game of Thrones. I think everybody knows him as Stark, <sighs> And he dies very dramatically. Yeah. I, that was Spoiler. One, I know. Well, that was one <laughs> character that I was very upset. Like, obviously, it's Game of Thrones. You lose your favorites mm-hmm. throughout the series. Yeah, you're, you're not...
0: The, the the rule with Game of Thrones is don't get um, attached to anyone. Because right. they will die.
1: But I really wish, like, even though I know he doesn't make it make it through the series, I wish he could have made it farther. (laughs) Because I really loved his character.
0: I did Um, too. But it was, I mean, it was the catalyst that set everything else off. I
1: know. But still. And he's also in the show Snowpiercer, um, which is... It's like an FX show, mm-hmm. I think, that's been pretty popular. And he's also in a few of the Percy Jackson movies. Oh, okay. So I love him. I, I think do he too. is so great. Um and I'm happy that he's coming back. Don't know how,
0: but Yeah. I like him more as Ned Stark than I do as Boromir, but Well, yeah. It's fine. Of course.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we will get into more characters. Um we'll get into the elves, don't worry. Um, uh, <laughs> but there's a bajillion characters in this freaking series, so those are the ones we chose this time. All right. Well, but I do I, I have to you have to change your
0: Yeah. It's fine. I'll uh, I just changed one of them, okay. so it's fine. Um cuz to me like I I have to say say Frodo and Samwise for book 3. Like I can't do those right out the gate okay. for F <F2> okay. okay. So they'll be they'll be back later. <laughs> um but first we'll start with who said it. Okay. Your first quote is, "I will help you bear this burden as long as it is yours to bear, but we must do something soon. The enemy is moving." Gandalf. Yes. Next one. Is there no escape then? If I move, I shall be seen and hunted. If I stay, I shall draw them to me. Frodo. Yes. Next one. But this I will say to you. Your quest stands upon the edge of a knife. Stray but a little and it will fail to the ruin of all. Yet hope remains while all the company is true. Oof.
1: Mm, let's go
0: with Strider. No, it's uh, no Galadriel. Idea oh god! yeah the second woman elf we meet I think yes Uh, I really like her name (laughs) Galadriel yeah All right, last one ah the ring is it not a strange fate that we should suffer so much fear and doubt for so small a thing oh jeez Boromir yes Yes. good job three out of four nice (laughs) there we go alright your options for Ephemery Kill are Gandalf Gandalf the Grey uh, Boromir and Bilbo oh (laughs) woof (laughs) Um,
1: <laughs> I'm gonna have to kill Bill, though. Aww. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I will. Hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a Bormir? Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. I will go on a journey with Bormir. Because he's a man. That's a man. <laughs> and I'm gonna marry Gandalf because he seemed fun. He has fireworks. <laughs>
0: Yes, firework. Also, he's extremely, like, talented and, like, has a lot of powers. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I'll agree with you. As much as, like, it kills me to kill Bilbo, you just got to. When you have the other two, you yeah. have
1: to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it. Um... We watch this on, what, HBO Max? Yeah. HBO Max. So if you're looking for them, that's where you can find mm-hmm.
0: them. Unless, you know, you're like me and you own the, the movies. It's so funny. I own them all on DVD and I still watched it on HBO Did Max. You? It's, just it's just easier. Just, I know.
1: <laughs> DVDs are a thing of the past, I have a feeling. So um, the movie starts actually kind of in kind of a flashback setting. Mm-hmm. Um, the book starts right right out of the bat with
0: the, with the party, right? Yeah, it's like... There is a prologue. There is. I did not read the prologue. Um, But yes, it starts with like uh, Gandalf getting to Hobbiton. Yes.
1: So, but the movie starts um, with kind of a background of the rings almost, which is nice, you know, coming into the movies, you kind of, it helps. Especially if you haven't read the books. Right. So they talk about the forging of the Great Rings and how they were spread across the Middle Earth um, between each of the different races, like the ones that you described Mm. earlier. But then it says that there was one ring that was made um, by the Dark Lord, who is the master king at the time. Yeah. And that was the one ring to rule them all. So I'm still trying to figure out how this particular ring that we are talking about has such powers like this. Because as of right now, the only thing that we see through this movie is that it makes you disappear. Um, and then you go into this weird like shadow, mm-hmm. of misty land.
0: Well, up until this point, I think... The longer you possess the ring, mm-hmm. and the more that you, you use the ring, the more like destructive it becomes. True, um, and yeah, the Dark Lord Sauron is the one that created it, um, and well, we see flashbacks of him, and he seems pretty terrible. So yeah. <laughs> clearly, the ring uh, starts to control the the person who owns it. But that's it. but when
1: we see him wearing the ring, because they talk, because we basically see. Um, That this ring caused this giant war. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we actually see the battle. And then his finger gets chopped off. And that is how he is defeated Mm -hmm. at the time. So here's my thing. Whenever anybody has that ring on, they disappear or they become invisible. How come this scary man puts the ring on... He has the ring on his finger and everyone can still see him.
0: You'd have to ask Sauron. I don't know. You know what I (laughs) mean though? I'm very confused. I get it. Maybe Well, because... I mean, the ring's true owner hasn't Mm -hmm. always will be Sauron, so maybe he has specific powers that others don't. Seems convenient. Well, you know. (laughs) I mean, look at, what's his face? What's the guy's name from the Marvel movies who has all the rings? Thanos. Yeah, doesn't he become, like, extra uber? Um, They're stones, not rings. Excuse me, whatever (laughs) they are. Um, Doesn't he become, like, extra uber, like, powerful when he has them? Well, yeah, but anybody can.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, because as long time? as you have the gauntlet. Oh. Anyways, that's another discussion <laughs> for another day. Yes. <laughs> so when he was defeated, the ring was cut off, and the ring was actually um, picked up by one of the actual men. It was a well, man. It was a man, yeah. And it kind of overtook him, and
0: he ended up... His de- name was Isildur, yeah. yeah.
1: Thank you for that. I, <laughs> these names are ridiculous. And um, so he ended up dying. And when he died, the ring was lost and actually forgotten. It was like mm-hmm. in the a, in a river or a lake or whatever. Well, Gollum ends up finding the ring and it consumed him.
0: Like 2,500 years later. Right. So like a so, lot of time passed. Here's
1: my... Here's my thing about Gollum. We In the book, we get a little bit more of a backstory of Gollum. Mm-hmm. And from my understanding of the book, he wasn't as creature-like when he first got Correct. the ring. Yes. In the movie, he's
0: the creature the entire time. Well... If you think about it, when we hear, when we learn about Gollum from the beginning, we get a back, like you said, a backstory of how we became Mm -hmm. Gollum. But by the time we're watching the movie, time has passed. That's true. He is like, he has passed the time when he owned the ring and then Bilbo now, you know, has the ring. So I think we just miss that air, like that part of him turning into Gollum from Smeagol, which Mm -hmm. was his original name.
1: Yeah. So, which I'm assuming we, do we even get that in The Hobbit? I don't even know if we... I
0: don't know. I've never seen The Hobbit. Yeah.
1: So, I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. So, the ring consumed Gollum, and the ring actually ended up abandoning right. He's Gollum. Like, no, He's like, no thank you. Um, and it was picked up by a hobbit, yeah. and that hobbit was Bilbo Baggins. Yeah.
0: Well, and I do want to mention how Gollum came to have the ring, because we do, like you said, get that backstory. So, I think him and his brother, cousin, somebody, um, it was like Schmiegel and... Beagle or something like that his, his, The other person Ended up being the one to find the ring mm-hmm. And I think uh, Gollum just had this like Need and desire to have this ring His precious yes. um, That he killed that other guy in mm. order to get oh, the yes. ring yes, So yes, that's yes. how he comes to have it But we don't get that in the movie no. So
1: now we fast forward to 60 years later, and we are in the Shire, where all the hobbits live. And we see Frodo in the grass, you know, just being a hobbit with his big old feet. (laughs) And we see that Gandalf has shown up um, at the Shire in his little buggy. (laughs) And this is where we find out it is Bilbo's birthday. Mm -hmm. It's his, what, 111th, I think? But they call it something different. It's like... (laughs) Yeah, it's like one one eleventh 11th or, I don't yeah, know, that's weird.
0: It's funny. In the book, it's also Frodo's birthday. So they share a oh, birthday. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And we don't, because yeah. I think at this point in the book, we find out that Frodo is, what, 35? Mm-hmm. He's very young, but for a hobbit. Right, for
0: a hobbit. <laughs> so everyone- Well, and Bilbo is exceedingly old yes. because he has owned the ring for mm-hmm. so long.
1: So everyone, um, you know, is setting up for the party and we kind of find out that some people, some of the hobbits don't really like Gandalf because they think he is the disturber of peace. (laughs) (laughs) Because whenever he comes in, you know, there's fireworks. Things happen. Things happen, you know. (laughs) So we get to go into Bilbo's house, the little (laughs) little hobbit house, and we come to find out that Bilbo is ready to leave. He tells Gandalf, you know. I've lived my life, I'm ready to travel he's he's ready to
0: retire, yeah, and just he's actually be done. ready to re- finish writing his book, yeah. which is the hobbit so or not the hobbit it's called something else but yeah so when we find out
1: you know that he is ready to kind of move on and that he has some sort of a plan you know so we don't know exactly at this point what that plan is but the party starts and then this is where we meet Pippin and Mary for the first mm-hmm. time they end up setting off this like crazy dragon firework um, which <laughs> is good. a tent right <laughs> um, that does not happen in the book no. um, but it is pretty visually cool I think so Bilbo ends up making a speech uh, and we should mention in the book we find out that this is a party that happens every year like this is a the bilbo birthday is like the thing of the year yeah
0: it's like new year's eve yeah exactly
1: (laughs) so he ends up making a speech and he's basically starts telling saying almost like a a goodbye speech ends up putting the ring on and just leaves yeah he disappears (laughs) yeah he puts the ring on announces that you know this is the end and he is leaving now goodbye and poof (laughs) so which is here's another thing that i like When he does this at the beginning, it's so, like, innocent. Mm -hmm. And it's like, poof, he has the ring on, and he's up in there, blah, 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 When Frodo puts on this ring later, it's, like, the most dramatic thing ever. You know what I mean? It's not just this, like, innocent poof, and we're somewhere else. Well,
0: and I think in this next conversation that Gandalf has with him, he tells him, like... The ring isn't all just for fun and games. Like yeah. the, the more you keep doing this, where you like poof and disappear, the more it's affecting you. And yeah. it's like, but you're not realizing that it is. Exactly. We just see the negative effects yeah. on Frodo.
1: <laughs> so we find out that he is leaving everything to Frodo. Um, Cause he, he ends up going back to his house and Gandalf is there mm. to meet him. And and then, you know, Gandalf brings up, like, are you leaving him the ring? And he's like, yeah, of course I'm leaving him the ring. But it's very reluctant. Like, he's like, yeah, it's on the counter over there. But he's like, no, it's still in his pocket. And you can see that just has this draw yep. on people. And, you know, it. It there's just this power over everybody. So Bilbo ends up leaving. And... Gandalf like gives Frodo a letter that I think the the ring is actually Mm -hmm. in in the letter and then this is where we kind of get a a different scene where we see these black writers um, leaving this giant castle and we just hear them talking about Baggins Mm -hmm. and the ring so I'm like what a what bad timing (laughs) Like, I think in the book, <laughs> in the book, actually, this is the one part in the book that I like Frodo, because once he finds out all this trouble is going to mm-hmm. be caused of this ring, yeah. he was like, why did this have to happen during my lifetime? <laughs> and I'm like, honestly, yeah. like, like that, oh, no. what poor timing. And that's what I was trying to understand. I'm like, did something just happen that caused Cause the black, the Dark Knight
0: or the Dark Lord to want to come back, and I don't think well, there is. It's like Voldemort, right? Voldemort yeah. turned into basically a shell of himself because yeah. of you know being defeated or whatever. And I think it's like that. Like he's always been around, but he's mm-hmm. always been like a shell of himself. Yeah. Sauron has, and now he's built an army good enough to yeah. be able to fight to get back his ring. It just seems get very back
1: coincidental.
0: Well, that's how Harry Potter <laughs> was, too. It's like, poor <laughs> Harry. Why did it have to be Harry? Right. Could have been Neville. <laughs> so
1: Gandalf uh, is talking to Frodo now. And, oh, I, I think I, Gandalf actually, like, leaves and then he comes back because he's trying, he figures out that if Frodo puts the ring in the fire, there's a message Which with the markings. Which is wild to
0: me because in the book... Years pass. Yeah, before Gandalf comes back. Like, yeah, uh, Gandalf gives the ring to to Frodo. I think he almost gets to his like 60th birthday Mm -hmm. before Gandalf comes back because he goes in search of finding out more about the ring because he knows that there's something with the ring. He just Mm -hmm. doesn't know exactly what the issue is. So yeah, he's gone for years in the book before he comes back and tells Frodo like, hey, throw this in the fire. Let's find out what happens. In the movie, it's literally the next scene. Right, exactly. (laughs) The other thing I wanted to mention is you mentioned, you know, you, you see these dark figures and stuff. The thing that I think missed in the we missed in the book is getting the other scenes mm-hmm. as as the fellowship was like on their journey right. like uh, we'll talk about it in a little bit there's a scene with Gandalf and Saruman that we don't even hear about he yeah. tells us in the book after the fact so yeah. I think that was like a cool piece that they included in the movie was like we actually got to see in real time what was happening as the fellowship was like on their journey yeah
1: so we do, like, this is a perfect example. We now get a scene of that the ring is is calling Sauron. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we find out that he has returned and he's actually, tor- they found Gollum. Mm-hmm. And they're torturing Gollum, Gollum to find out where the ring is. Right. And the two words that come out are Shire and Baggins. So that's how they kind of figure out where it is. So... Clearly, Frodo decides that he needs to leave the Shire because it'll endanger the Shire. Um, And then while he's having this conversation with Gandalf, um, Sam is outside eavesdropping, (laughs) which... Love it. He was like, I'm not eavesdropping. I just know that, you know, the world might be ending and da 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 -da. He's
0: he's always around when you need him, you know? Exactly. Uh, I really wanted to uh, point out, like, the actual uh, inscription on Mm -hmm. the ring because I thought that was so cool. And my version of the book actually has the... um, whatever, the calligraphy or the writing yeah. on the spine of it. Um, it's a little bit longer, I think, in the book, but basically what we get in the movie is one ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, one ring to bring them all, and in the darkness, bind them. Yeah, So fascinating yes. and just, like, so cool. But, yes, my my version of the book yeah. had that on the spine – or not on the spine, on the – what is that? The, the, the edge? Pages. The edge. Yes. Yeah, where the pages
1: are. Yes. And you found yours at Costco, correct? I did. Mm-hmm.
0: But I think it's on Amazon, too, if anybody wants to purchase yeah.
1: it. Yeah, mine is, like, a <laughs> canvas –
0: Yours is like bound. a leather bound. Yeah, leather yeah. bound.
1: It's gray. It's really cool. I found it on Amazon for eighteen dollars. Mm-hmm.
0: Your, does yours ha- doesn't have um, illustrations in it? Does it?
1: No, I do have some like. No, I okay. don't think so.
0: Mine. That was the other piece that like I really wanted mine because it has original illustrations that Tolkien did himself. Mm-hmm.
1: I do have some maps every now and then. Okay, yeah. But the maps
0: are yeah. The maps are important. Yeah.
1: I don't know. <laughs> so their plan is when they leave that they need to get this ring to the elves. Like the elves will know what what to do. Uh, one thing that we don't get in the book, which I thought would, or in the movie, what I thought would be cute is Sam is so excited that he might get to see elves. Yeah, and he <laughs> and I was like, why did we not get Sam's excitement of of these elves? They
0: make like a mention of it in the movie once he's seen them. Like he Frodo's mm-hmm. like, so you saw them now. Like, what do you think of yeah. them? <laughs> but yeah, he's very excited. So while they go off, Gan- he, and Gandalf ends up telling him like, I will meet you. Where do you tell you he's going to meet him? Um, at. He told him he would meet him at the Prancing Pony in some other town. I can't remember yeah. what it was called. Oh, yeah. Bree. Yeah.
1: So he's like, I will meet you guys there. You just need to get there. So... While the hobbits leave, Gandalf ends up going to see, like, the head wizard. Basically, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. what's Saruman. It. Yes. Which is really too close to whatever the Dark Lord. Saruman. Yeah. Way, way too <laughs> Don't close. Don't worry. I'll
0: keep things straight for you. Thank you. Well, um, and, like, they're, like, old-time friends, too. Yes. Or so, Gandalf. Yes.
1: Is. So, and he ends up telling them that they need to kill Frodo. And get this ring. Basically, he's saying, like, there's no point in fighting the Dark Lord. Like, let's just join him and we can live. And Gandalf's like, "Mm -hmm, no, thanks. And But that's my point. Like
0: that, we don't get that in real time in the book. We only hear about it after Gandalf like gets back with the group. Mm -hmm. Because they have this kind of like this battle, this
1: fight, and Gandalf does not win (laughs) does not win this fight. So Sam and Frodo are now on their way. They're in this like weird corn maze type thing and they run into Mary and Pippin and those two decide to join them on their, on their journey. Frodo senses that they are like in danger. He can have, he's like a spidey sense basically. (laughs) And they end up hiding off like the road. And we see that these black riders are very, very close to them and that this is going to be, very treacherous for them mm. on the way. So right, almost right when he feels like that he's about to get caught, Frodo just about puts the ring on and then Sam stops him like the good friend he is. Right. So, but while kind of in this scene, the black riders do end up finding them and seeing them and they chase them. And the boys end up getting into the ferry. <laughs> they run away to the ferry. It's like a it's like a, a raft. <laughs> yeah. But like back in that day, it was a ferry. Sure. <laughs> um, and they're able to get across the river away from these riders. Um, and they actually end up getting to the Prancing Pony where they were supposed to meet Gandalf. But Gandalf is not there because yeah. he's being held captive.
0: We uh, In the book, we get a lot more. They actually um, come into contact with a, a, a few elves mm-hmm. on, on this, like, little journey that they're on. And they take kind of take them in. They give them, like, food and lodging. And they're just like, we know about you. Yeah. We know, like, that you're headed to... I forget where the city of the elves are. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they've kind of realized like, okay, more people know about us than we thought. Mm-hmm. We should probably be a little bit more concerned or like, you know, mindful of yeah. that.
1: Well, and to speak on that, this book is drawn out because this journey mm-hmm. is like, they run into this person. I mean, we don't even meet Tom Bombadil.
0: That's true. I was just going to talk know? about Tom Bombadil. And
1: so, and it's, it's funny because in, you know, we both listen to this book mm-hmm. and in the book, There's a lot of hobbit singing. Yes. A lot of hobbit singing. There's some elves singing. There's a lot of singing. There's no singing in the movie. No, which is so Um, sad. I I actually
0: thoroughly enjoyed the singing Mm -hmm. in the book. I don't know about you. Did you enjoy it?
1: I mean, yes, but in in the sake of time and trying to get through this, the singing takes up a little bit of time and it's not necessary
0: Um, Fun fact, since you're listening to it... I can can fast fast forward. forward. I know, I know. (laughs) Uh, But yes, we do, in the book, we meet Tom Bombadil because the boys get um, caught up in a tree called the Old Man Willow Tree, mm-hmm. which sounded a lot of, a lot like our whomping willow that we yeah. get in Harry Potter. And we've talked about this during uh-huh. our covering of the Harry Potter series that, you know, a lot of Lord of the Rings fans get angry because they think that the Harry Potter series is a knockoff of the yeah. Lord of the Rings, which... As I'm reading this, I'm seeing a lot of similarities, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I'm not going to get into it because I do love Harry Potter and yeah. I love this series too. But um, yes, there's a lot of interesting similarities. That are similar. <laughs>
1: yeah. So we're now at the Prancing Pony, like we were talking about. And while the boys are there, I love that they're like, they have pints of beer, which <laughs> is huge to them. Yeah. Like, cause they're so small or whatever. <laughs> and one of the things is that they keep saying, they're like, don't, say the name Baggins because we don't know who is, who's looking mm-hmm. for them, who's not. Um, well, Pippin gets a little shammered and starts <laughs> saying it. But, while they're there, there is a man in the corner who keeps staring at them. We find out that he is a ranger who goes by the name of Strider, but his real name is Aragon. Mm-hmm. So, keep track here, people. <laughs> and he's watching them from the corner and at first, he kind of looks like he could be like one of the black riders. Yeah. So, like I said, uh, Pippin ends up telling people, you know, who he is and everyone in the bar is like, oh, gosh, you know, they kind of know what's going on. Frodo ends up falling trying to get Pippin to shut his mouth. And as he's ringing, the ring just happens to fall on his finger and poof, he's gone. (laughs) But this is the first glimpse of we see of like actually Frodo's vision of when he has the ring on. Mm -hmm. And it's not as delightful as you would hope. Right. So... While all this is happening, uh, Strider ends up or Aragon ends up pulling uh, them in or pulling Frodo into a room and is like, You need to be more careful, yeah. Like, what
0: are we you're doing here? You're being very, um, what's the word? Like, you're not thinking smartly when you're right, comes to all of this.
1: So, and he's like, The black riders are here and they or they end up coming that night, and so Strider ends up helping them and he takes them out of the town um to go see the elves
0: i know we didn't talk about him in our cast Mm -hmm. um this time around but can i just can we take a moment for strider slash aragon because yeah he in my opinion yes is the best character in the series i do like him a lot he's extremely good looking yes (laughs) and i just love him all around and i just you know he's just one of those that like and that's another one where you you want him around because yes. you know he's helpful and he's just really good to look at.
1: But it was funny though because I went I was like I wonder what else he's been in. So I did give him a goog. Mm-hmm. He did not age very well. well I know, but okay. he is very good looking <laughs> with the long hair yes. and yeah. Um. So, anyways. I love this part when they're like on the way to go see the elves and Pippin and Mary want to stop because it's second breakfast time. Right. And then they're like, does he know about Like, And I was like, these hobbits are after my own heart.
0: (laughs) Um, Second breakfast should always be a thing.
1: Exactly. So we now see that Gandalf is actually being held on top of this giant tower thing, um, which is kind of a cool visually. It's Mm. actually really cool. So we now see the hobbits are hiding out in a cave um, and the dummies start a fire, which, you know, when you're trying to hide, maybe don't start a fire. Right. And the Black Riders end up finding them. Um, Frodo ends up putting on the ring again. And when he puts on the ring, he can actually see the real faces of those Black Riders. And they keep trying to take the ring from him because that's what they're there for. And they end up stabbing him in this process and thank goodness I had boyfriend Ray with me. Cause so I was like, what is that stabbing going to do? Blah, blah, blah. Well, by them stabbing Frodo with this the
0: Morgul blade.
1: Sure. Um, that would actually turn him into one of those dark riders. Um, but anyways, while he's being stabbed, um, you know, cause Frodo, just can't avoid being stabbed, evidently. He's literally helpless. He is helpless. <laughs> Strider comes in, ends up fighting them off, and they do escape. However, Frodo's not doing too hot. No. We now see Gandalf again on the um, tower, and there's, like, this little bug thing that comes, and he, like, sends a message to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: we, <Genius>. have so, <laughs> we have so many powers. Like, why can't we just get off this tower? Listen, okay, you know? he doesn't have a staff, first and foremost. Second, all second of all, it's like literally miles and miles above sure. the ground. What is he supposed sure. to do? Like, I don't just know. fall off?
1: <laughs> sure.
0: Um, he doesn't have wings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we now see that uh, Sarum- Saruman. Saruman. Yep. yeah. Yep. Um, is like digging up these like really gross troll-looking things. Yeah. Um, the orcs is what they end up calling them, and they're just disgusting. So the hobbits now run in a uh, run into. Arwen. Erwin. Yeah. yeah. Arwen. Arwen. Yeah. Um, I actually knew they, should they pronounce it Erwin mm-hmm. growing up? She went to my church, um, but she was named after the elf.
0: Oh, interesting. interesting
1: um, she ends up finding the hobbits and they take Frodo to go see her father because her father can most likely help heal Frodo. Mm-hmm. Um, she takes him alone though.
0: Yes. Because they don't want... The hobbits to come along. Well, she's just faster if she just goes herself. And funny enough, in the book, it's actually not her who finds them. It's this other elf named (laughs) Glorfindel. Glorfindel.
1: But the Black Riders do end up chasing her. Mm -hmm. And thank goodness she is quite the equestrian and ends up getting away. And she goes across the river and then causes this like tidal wave to come down and knocks out. Although, I mean, I feel bad for the horses, but it is what it is.
0: I mean, I'm pretty sure the horses are also possessed, so yeah, it's probably for the best. That's true. So
1: Frodo ends up waking up and he's in, uh, it's Rivendell? Rivendell. That's,
0: I forgot um, what it was called, but yes. Yes. And he's
1: feeling much better. Um, he's in the
0: House of Elrond. Yeah.
1: Um, and Gandalf is there. And you're like, huh, Gandalf, you were just on this tower thing to find out that um Buckbeak came and got him <laughs> it's like this giant hawk thing came and saved him that looks wildly like Buckbeak. crazy oh
0: my you know God, what i mean though? I didn't even, that <laughs> didn't even cross my
1: mind but yes. you're welcome um uh, so gandalf has escaped the tower and he is there in rivendell um with with um what you call it the hobbits yeah and also bilbo was there what and he's finished his book Lovely. <laughs> well, and
0: uh, here Gandalf also tells him that um, Lord Elrond is the one who saved him. Like, yes. once um, Arwen brought him back to them, he was able to, like, mm-hmm. get all the nasty juices yes. out of his
1: <laughs> body. His body. <laughs> Suck the venom out. Um. So the hobbits also have made it to uh, Rivendell. And Sam is like, all right, like, can we go home now? Like, that was our plan. Like, our, <laughs> Let's get here. Yeah, and our yeah. Ring, our, we were supposed to bring the ring here. And, and even Frodo's like, all right, like yeah, we did our job. This is what we were supposed to do. Like, time to go. Um, that's cute
0: that they thought that. Yeah,
1: but Elrond was like, mm, about that.
0: This ring cannot stay here. <laughs> and I just want to mention, because I put it in my notes, the book that Bilbo was writing is called There and Back Again, mm-hmm. A Hobbit's Tale. So if you actually get, like, I got a uh, really cool edition at mm-hmm. Goodwill of all places. Oh, yeah. And it says um, uh, The Hobbit, and then it says There and Back, or There and Back Again. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah.
1: So Gandalf thinks that... They need to turn to me- men for help or mm-hmm. man to help. And Elrond's like, no, like <laughs> men are weak. Like they could have destroyed the ring when they first got it off of the Dark Lord. Yeah. But they didn't. They let man it took them. it and, yeah. and let him consume it. Shocking. You know,
0: <laughs> weird. Greedy weird men.
1: Strange. <laughs> I know. So they end up having um, a council of all of the races. So the elves, the dwarves men hobbits all that Mm um and hobbits oh you said that yeah (laughs) i did it's the last one i said it's fine (laughs) so frodo ends up placing like the ring in all like right in front of all of them and you can kind of see like the urge of all of them to kind of Mm -hmm. like go towards the ring um we end up finding out that strider his real name is actually Aragon, and that he is actually the heir to the man who cut the ring off of the Dark Lord. Isildur. So, so you know, we end up finding that Arag- that Aragon is actually a lot more important in this story than just some random ranger. Which is great because we love great. him.
0: Uh, can we also talk about, like, the, like, slight scene that we got between aragon and arwen and like how there's like a love mm-hmm. connection happening there we did not get it in the book yeah um but yeah there's some things happening but you're there for too. it yeah <laughs>
1: yes <laughs> so they decide that the that the ring needs to be destroyed that it can't just stay with someone and they said that it can be destroyed um if you put it in the mountain of doom which is in more morador Bordor. um so that's where they need to go to so they all start fighting about who's going to take this ring up there and yada, yada. Well, Frodo ends up, you know, stepping up and said, Hey, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, You? I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, but they decide that nine in total will go, um, which end up creating the Fellowship of the right. Ring.
0: So it's the what? The four hobbits. Four hobbits. Two men. Aragon and Boromir are the mm-hmm. two men. Legolas, who's the elf, Gimli, who's the dwarf, Mm -hmm. and then um, Gandalf. Wow. Right? Is that nine? I think so. Good job. A couple things in the book um, at this scene. So we actually, so like I mentioned, Gimli is the dwarf who goes Mm -hmm. on the journey with them. During this scene though, in the book, it's actually his dad, Glowin, who's part of the council. Mm. And he's basically like, I'm going to offer my my son to go. I'm I'm not going to go. And then oddly enough, uh, in the book, Bilbo's actually the one that first offers. He's like, well, Mm. I had the ring. I should probably just finish what I started. And they're all like, yeah, you're old. Like You should just stay here and age and die. (laughs)
1: So, So they set off to take the ring and um, they start teaching the hobbits how to fight because the hobbits are useless at this point. (laughs) Um, But we end up seeing this like murder of crows like swarming around them end up being kind of like little messenger Mm -hmm. crows that end up going back to the Dark Lord to tell them, you know, what's happening.
0: Not the Dark Lord. Saruman. That guy. Whatever. (laughs) Same thing. I don't know.
1: So we end up seeing this like they have to take this like really treacherous path. And there's like this really snowy mountain that they're having to try to like traverse, um, around. And Saruman ends up, the crows come back, tell him where he is. He ends up causing like an avalanche and making the path even worse for them, which just gave me so much anxiety, you know, (laughs) whatever. So they end up trying to figure out where, what ways they're going to go. They end up letting Frodo decide and he wants to go through the mines. Well, Gandalf is scared of the mines. He does not want to go through there, but he's like, well, if this is what you want to do, then well, I it's guess like, we'll... Why, why
0: would you even ask him? Like, what does Frodo know? Right. Frodo's literally lived in the Shire his entire life. He doesn't know what's out there. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, w- I did want to point out, because it does come into play a little bit mm-hmm. later, um, before they leave, Frodo talks to Bilbo, and Bilbo gives him his... Um, like his broken sword Mm -hmm. and a vest armor thing. Mm. So just keep that in mind.
1: So they get to the entrance of the mines and it's locked. Uh, And Frodo figures out um, the riddle, how to, how to open it. Which I'm like, well, good job on you, I guess. And the
0: book, it's actually Gandalf that figures it out. Well, I
1: thought it was kind of weird. I was like, there's no way this little twerp figured it out. Well, like,
0: he's just sitting there. He's like, oh, yeah, the password's friend. Yeah. What's the Elvish word for friend? Right. Yeah, right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So they're inside
1: this, like, tomb. And it's, like, just a bunch of dead bodies. And they're all like, ooh, maybe this is not the best path to go. Frodo ends up getting pulled out by, like, some random water kraken creature. like (laughs) It's like an octopus... Like
0: mixed with a, what is a kraken?
1: It's like a, it's like an octopus. It's like the thing from Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like oh, an octopus, okay. like a killer octopus. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, squid thing. Squid. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they end up cutting off the legs of of this mm. creature, and he ends up getting getting through. Uh, so but they decide they figure out that they they end up getting almost trapped inside back inside mm. the mine. So they're like, well, there's only one way to go. So they start going. Into the mines, and we find out that Gollum is actually following them. Right. He's not really wreaking any havoc at this point, He's just, just kind of scoping
0: things yeah, out, you know, being, figuring out just, when he can attack. Just being creepy. <laughs> um, in the book, they also get attacked by a pack of wolves, mm. which we don't get in the movie. Yeah, just the Kraken. <laughs> just the Kraken. Uh,
1: they end up finding um, the tomb of the Lord of Mo- 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 Moira? Mo- Moira? Mm. The one that, like, the dwar- yeah. yeah Yeah, and the dwarf is very upset about it. Like, he's, like, crying, I think. Yeah, that's,
0: like, his, yeah. like, ruler or something, yeah, right? Yeah, so
1: he's very upset. Um, and while they're kind of in this, like, tomb area, Pippin makes this, like, g- giant crash. It, like, sends a
0: skeleton into the well, and it wakes it wakes up the cave trolls. Uh, Pippin is, like, the epitome of the face palm emoji. Yeah. Like, anything Pippin does, you're just like, Ugh. Right. <laughs> so the trolls or the orcs end up...
1: Attacking them again. Frodo gets stabbed again. But thank God he's wearing a stab-proof vest, evidently. Yeah, the one that Bilbo gave him. Yeah. So I'm like, how come no one else is getting stabbed? Like, literally, how are you the only one that is getting stabbed?
0: Because he's helpless. He literally can't do anything. It's like Harry. Ugh, Harry always gets I into know. trouble because apparently he
1: doesn't know how to defend himself. So... As they're making their way through the mines, they're trying to make it to this bridge that's going to get them out of here. The bridge of
0: Khazad-dûm.
1: Yes. And, but through all of this fighting, they have aw- awoken some crazy fire demon. The Balrog. Yeah, which is crazy. And Gandalf fights him off. And then the iconic, you shall not pass <laughs> scene. This whole scene is very, like, anxiety-inducing. like Inducing? Yeah. Really? Like, the whole, like there's something about staircases without railings mm. that really makes me yeah. nervous. Yep. It could be two feet off the ground and it makes me very nervous. And that's all this is <laughs> kind of like the weird staircase in Harry Potter. Weird. Mm-hmm. Strange.
0: <laughs> but anyways,
1: so Gandalf is like, you shall not pass. And then you think that he like defeated this guy. Well, as Gandalf is walking out, he ends up grabbing Gandalf and he falls to his death. And I'm Question like, mark. Question mark. And I'm like, I literally, I wish there's these TikToks, um, of people like filming reactions Mm -hmm. of people who watch movies for the first time. And that's what should have happened. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And Ray's like, what do you mean? I go, I have heard about this Gandalf guy (laughs) For years. <laughs> and you were telling me he doesn't even make it through halfway through this film? You've got to be kidding well, me. Well, if
0: you had been hearing about Gandalf for years, you should have known that he probably wasn't dead. Well, I didn't know that. I'm just taking it at face value of well, what I'm watching. He's an extremely powerful wizard. Well, and it was funny because before,
1: when we're watching this, I looked to Ray and I was like, all right, Gandalf or Dumbledore? And he's like, Gandalf for sure. So then I was like, you're telling me you are picking... Gandalf and he does I was like at least a Dumbledore makes it through six movies this
0: guy made it through an hour and a half right but we've talked about this at the end of the day I think we both agreed that Dumbledore was t- kind of like the bad guy a little I'm just saying he was kind of you know the instigator in all of the things that <laughs> happened in Harry Potter D- uh, Gandalf on the other end you know he's he's helping he's not hurting <laughs> okay but
1: again I'm taking this all as face value I was like this man has done he's done fireworks <laughs> <laughs> and fallen into the tomb. Like, that's about all I've known of this man so far. Uh, so, again, taking it as face value. Right. So, anyways, they all, you know, end up get the rest of them get out of the cave. Caves alive. The mine's alive. And they're very upset. But the men are like, hey, we got to keep going here. Like, we can't just be yeah. crying outside these caves. People are after us. They end up running into the wood elves. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where we meet
0: the queen elf, Galadriel. Uh, Galadriel. And she's we beautiful. also meet, I think, his, her brother, her husband, her somebody in the book. Mm-hmm. His name is Kele- mm-hmm. Um, But yes, in the movie, it's all about Galadriel. Yes.
1: Um, and she ends up taking Frodo <laughs> to this mirror well thing that she pours water into and huh she gets to, to kind of see
0: things <laughs> hmm. saw that in another movie too i mean in harry potter's defense they can only see memories okay. in that one mm-hmm. in this one it's like what's to come
1: or could come could come <laughs> so frodo ends up looking into it he ends up seeing that the shri- the shire has been taken over and that the hobbits are being mm-hmm. held captive yada yada
0: so in the book, um, Sam is actually the first one who goes into this little mirror thing. Oh, Sam's, he's like, not, Sam's not even in this. I game. know. Yeah. He's actually with him. And he's like, let me do it. Like, I'll do it. And I'm just like, Sam, I love you. Like, you don't even yeah. know what this could be. And you're like, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, so, Fredo's a little yeah, <laughs> Yeah.
1: So after he sees um, see this, he takes his, you know, takes a step back. He actually, he actually ends up. Um, offering Galadriel the ring. Mm-hmm. And because I don't want it anymore. No. And, you have it. and at first, I mean, she kind of turns into this kind of like evil, almost creature type thing who wants the ring, but then ends up pulling herself back. So she thinks about taking it and then declines. And I was like, well, I passed the
0: test. <laughs> I'm, I'm a good person. <laughs> I'm a good you person. Know. So it's important to note. Also, I don't think we've touched on this yet. Like m- almost every time that Frodo either puts the ring on or like has these visions Mm -hmm. he keeps seeing this eye which is the eye of Sauron Uh Uh, it's not really talked about all that much but yeah like he's consistently seeing this Mm -hmm. and this is the thing that keeps calling to him
1: yeah which kind of also looks like a vagina sort of (laughs) a a sideways (laughs) vagina yeah Um, so let's see. So we now see Saruman rallying these really ugly orcs, like just disgusting looking guys and telling them that they they need to find the fellowship, that he needs to bring back Frodo alive. Um, but you can kill the rest of them. Go ahead. So we now see Galadriel gives Frodo, um, their, sorry. We now see the hobbits leaving um, the woodland elves and we see that um, Galadriel ends up giving Frodo the light of Arendil, mm-hmm. uh and basically says that this is our beloved star and says, you know, uh, this is a light for in the dark places when all other lights have gone out.
0: Hmm. Doesn't that sound familiar? <laughs>
1: Which is very similar <laughs> to a quote in Harry Potter that I really enjoy. Um, but, you know. We digress. <laughs> so we see the Fellowship continues their journey and they're on their way to Mordor to try to get this ring destroyed. And we start to see that the ring is is having an effect on some of the members of the Fellowship. Boromir actually ends up attacking Frodo to get to the ring. He, Frodo does escape from him and we just see that Boromir's like, oh no. I'm not doing too hot.
0: You know, he's like, ooh. Well, he's like apologizing to Frodo. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Like, clearly it it was out of his will in terms Mm -hmm. of like how he reacted and acted about the ring. Like, he didn't necessarily want to do that. Exactly.
1: So Frodo realizes like, all right, this is starting to affect everybody. I need to just go and do this alone. I'm like, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) But the orcs end up showing up and, I mean, Aragon Strider just beast modes on them and he fights them off Frodo is able to escape um from them and we get this like kind of really cool fellowship orc fight (laughs) and Bormir is is doing really well he's like coming in Mm -hmm. for the slaughter you know also Legolas let's not we haven't really talked about him too much yes. in this episode, but I was, we were, you know, we're in the middle of watching the series Hawkeye, uh-huh. and I like looked at boyfriend Ray. I was like, "Are you going Hawkeye or Legolas?" <laughs> and he was like, "Oof, he goes that's tough." But he goes, "Legolas does some really cool stuff in these movies. <laughs> like he shoots people from real far away." But anyways, and uh, the head, you know, orc guy ends up shooting Brimir, and you're like, "Oh no!" And then the man keeps fighting. He shoots him again. He keeps fighting. He shoots him again. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this guy has like eight lives. We end up seeing, and he's like on his knees, like fighting. Yeah. And then we see the orcs actually pick up Pippin and Merry and carry
0: them away. Well, and it's important to note, like the reason, the main reason Boromir is fighting them is to keep Merry and Pippin safe. Like yeah. they were going to attack Merry and Pippin who are basically helpless too and he's like no no no, no. Yeah. I got you. Like, well sorry.
1: and it's important to, to note that Merry and Pippin at one point see Frodo mm-hmm. and they're like come here come here and he's like no like I'm trying to leave yeah. and so those two make a distraction so For Frodo, Frodo can leave. get
0: away. Yeah. Well and I guess I'll mention it here. Um, This fight and Boromir falling to his supposed death Mm -hmm. does not happen in book one. So I don't know if it's the beginning of book two. We'll get there, obviously. But we do not get this fight scene to this extent in in book one. Yeah.
1: Well, so now we see, you know, Boromir is like on his knees and the head orc comes right face to face with Boromir. And he's just about to shoot an arrow, like basically in his face and Aragorn comes and attacks him and chops his head off. (laughs) It's so good. Great Great Um, But then we see Aragorn and Bormir, you know, together, and we see Bormir calls Aragorn his king and that he would have followed him anywhere. And you're just like... <laughs> Ned Stark and Bormir quote <laughs> <Ned Stark>. unquote <laughs> quote unquote dies. Right. Evidently, I mean, he looks dead, dead. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure he, he is. Dead. Real, he's a man. Like we we have to remember, he's a man in this right, story. He has so I'm no, like, powers. Right how now. are we coming back? So I'm interested Guess to we'll find out. out. So Frodo gets to the river. He gets on a boat to go to Mordor, and he's just about he's in the boat about halfway across, <laughs> and Samwise Gamgee is like where are you going? He's
0: like, you're not leaving without right. me.
1: And, and one of the things we, you know, failed to mention at the beginning, Gandalf gave Samwise the, um, the rule Never leave him alone. Mm-hmm. You must go with him at all points. And so he's like, Mister Frodo, I can't leave you. Like this was my mission is right. to not leave you alone. So he tries to swim. Well, Samwise cannot swim, <laughs> so Frodo has to go back <laughs> and yep. he rescues him, pulls him onto onto the boat, and they and they float away. We now see um, Legolas the dwarf and Aragon at the at the kind of the river. Mm -hmm. or the river where they were stopped. Yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, realize that Sam and Frodo have gone on, on their own and they think about going to follow him. And they are like, no, no, no. Like he needs to go do this alone. And they're like, well, then this was a waste. And then they're like, well, we should probably go rescue those hobbits. (laughs) So those go off, those guys go off to figure out where Mary and Pippin have gone. And then we just see Frodo and Samwise, um, They're on like a hill basically. And it's so funny. So I actually saw the very first Hobbit. I never finished the Hobbit movies because it was a work party, like Uh holiday party. And they took us to a premiere of the Hobbit. The Hobbit's about three hours long. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing, it's basically like there's a, this whole first movie is a journey to get to somewhere. Mm -hmm. That's how the first Hobbit movie is. And we're about three hours in and they get to a point at like the top of a mountain and you see where they need to go i'm like oh my god that's really far away (laughs) how are we like gonna get there gonna get there at by the end of this movie not realizing that there's more movies when we were watching this ray said he thought the same thing about this movie he had seen this the in the theater at the three hour mark he sees sam and frodo at the top of this mountain and sees in the distance where they're going he's like What in the world? So he said he got up to go to the bathroom. He's like, I can't hold it anymore. (laughs) He goes, and then the credits started rolling. That's so And realized that there's more movies. That's
0: very funny that you say that because I was literally just on a call for work. Mm -hmm. And I was talking, we were talking because this guy had a background, you know, like those... Um, zoom filters or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it looked like like the hills and stuff of like yeah. Lord of the Rings. And I men- mentioned that to him and I was like, yeah, I'm actually reading the books right now. And he's like, funny enough, I actually went to see the first movie with my kids mm-hmm. and he thought the exact same thing. Yeah. He thought it was just a one movie thing that yeah. he was committing to. And he gets to the end and he's like, Oh no, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't really n- realize what I was signing up for. Yeah. he's like, I loved it. But like, yeah, I had that same feeling of like, I thought this was it. Yeah, And they, they're they not even close to being where they need to be. That's <laughs> so funny. So yeah,
1: I i haven't, I mean, it's been years since I've seen the first mm, Hobbit movie, but it seems like there's probably a lot of similarities, similarities between yeah. these two. So, um, you know, hopefully we get to the Hobbit at some point, because yeah. I think there's going to be some some similarities between these two movies. Right, so, right. Um, but yeah, so that's how the movie ends is with Frodo and Sam on top of this
0: mountain looking on to where they need yeah. to get to. That's pretty much how the book ends. Like I mentioned, like we don't get the fight scene with Boromir supposedly dying, at least not in this book. I'm assuming we'll get it at some point in mm-hmm. book two. Um, but yeah, the, the book pretty much ends with Frodo and Sam kind of going on their own yeah. journey to get to Mordor. Wild. Wild. <laughs> um so would you say that the book or the movie stayed true to the book? Yes, I would I say so. Yeah. I mean
1: with a lot less singing, a lot <laughs> less words involved. Yeah. But yes. Um but you go on book or movie for number one.
0: So funny enough, I did not write down, like I guess I just yeah. forgot to pick one. Yeah. Um I think <sighs> this is hard. I really enjoyed reading the book, mm-hmm. but I think it's because I have a love for the movies that I enjoyed it so much. So I think I'm going to go with movie. I have to go with the
1: movie. Um, You know, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I didn't finish the book. it (laughs) has been a lot going on. Shocking. But I really do feel like... I would have liked, I mean, I'm going to go with a movie, but, like, I, I have a hard time reading books like this. Mm. It's hard for me to understand them. Yeah. Um, so I I think I'm going to have to go to, the, I'm probably going to go with the movies most of the time because it, it is a hard read. Well, you know?
0: and to our point earlier, I think the movie did a good job of, I mean, it's still three hours long, but, yeah. like, getting the key parts of the book without the, like, Extended like journey right. and like the like dragging on of them, you know, getting to each of the places they needed to get to. Mm-hmm. Like, it really like truncated it in a way where you don't lose the essence of what's going on, yeah. but you don't have to get through all of the like random places they end up and right. all that good stuff. I mean, so. Tom
1: Bombadil did not get his day in the sun, <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I'm Tom Bombadil. <laughs> He was stuck in my head for a solid three hours. I know. And I didn't even get to see him come to life. I'm pissed. <laughs> That's Anyways. what you're pissed about. Yeah. Okay. Anyway.
0: Uh, all right that's it for this one make sure to hit subscribe when you podcast app if you're listening on apple podcasts go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review you can follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at the boovie girls you can also email us at the at gmail.com and like we said earlier we are on patreon um, all you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the boovie girls to sign up to get a bunch of bonus content a sticker for joining a shout out in a future episode all that good stuff um what are we doing next week
1: We are journeying on. Uh, We are doing Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Yes, which is
0: book two slash movie two. Uh, Yeah, like you said, the journey continues. Mm -hmm. And I promise
1: (laughs) you and our listeners, I will finish book two. That's because it's during the holidays and you have nothing else to do. I have two weeks to do
0: it. (laughs) So here we go. I have full faith in you, hopefully. Don't (laughs) let me down. All right. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye.